Good morning. How many of you were here at the prayer conference last year? Quite a few. You might remember that it was just a little bit wet. In fact, it was so wet that I was worried about driving home. But God is good and we did have a dry spell to be able to get home. Um, But on the way home, I noticed that a sign on the side of the road that said that Lismore City was closed, the CBD, and not to go there because of flooding. And we'd had a lot of rain um, up until that point, so the ground was well and truly inundated and soaked. And with all this extra rain, I knew this was not going to be good. But the first thing I thought of was a friend of mine who lives in South Lismore, um, which is very much in flood. She's got one of those houses up on stilts, and in previous floods, the water has um, come up almost to the floor of where she lives, but it has never come up that high. But this flood looked like it could be different. So as soon as I got home, I rang her and asked how she was going. And she said, yes, we've, um, we've gone to a friend's place, we've got out. Um, We've got the dog, but we've left the cat there. Now, this friend of mine, I better go back a bit. Um, We used to work together many years ago in the children's burn unit in Sydney, and we'd kept in touch. And she's one of two friends that has stayed a friend with me after I came back to God, because she believes in God also, but very different faith to ours. So when she said she'd left the cat behind, all I could see was her coming home and finding devastation everywhere. And in the middle of all this devastation, a dead cat. And I thought that would just finish me off completely and probably her too. So I prayed for this cat, Molly Louise, the cat's name was. And then I remembered that I'd recently given her a Bible um, Pastor Dada had, been, had bought Bibles and taken to church for us to give to our friends. So I'd bought one and given it to her. I didn't know what had become of it, um, if she'd ever even looked at it. But I prayed that God would also save this Bible and in such a way that she would know that it wasn't just a coincidence, that it was miraculous, um, so that she would be inspired to read it. Anyway, it was a flood did come up almost to the, the second level. It was just completely devastating. She wasn't able to get back to the house for quite a few days. And when she did, I didn't hear from her because as you can imagine, she would have been very occupied with cleaning up and coming to terms with everything she'd lost. <clears throat> but eventually she did and It was, as I thought, complete devastation. She'd lost everything, basically, except a few items that had been up on top shelves that had been fastened to the wall. Um, Nothing that was fastened to the wall, wasn't fastened to the wall, had survived. It had all been washed around. Um, Because the water, I don't know if any of you saw it on TV, but the water didn't just trickle in gradually, it just gushed through. 
Um, I wasn't brave enough to ask her about Molly Louise and she didn't say anything about Molly Louise and she said goodbye and I thought, oh well. Um, and then she said, oh, did I tell you about the cat? And I said, no, you didn't tell me about the cat. And she said, well, when we went back to the house, we looked everywhere for this cat and they couldn't find it. They'd searched high and low <clears throat> Um, and no sign of the cat anywhere. And just as they'd given up, they heard a meow, one of them heard a, a meow, a faint meow, and it was coming from the roof. Yeah. And um, they had a lot of trouble getting this poor cat down because it was terrified. And just as they got the cat down, a lady walked in off the street with a carry basket that they were able to, a cat carry basket that they were able to put the cat in. Um, and I said, oh, wow, I prayed for your cat. She said, really? <laughs> um, and she said, well, there were three things that if I had you know, been able to save, one was the cat, one was her guitar, which was completely wrecked, and she said the other was a Bible. So unbeknownst to me, she'd given the Bible that I'd given her to her mother, but she had this other Bible that had sentimental value to her. And she said that years ago, I had told her that the Bible is God's holy word and that you shouldn't put anything on top of it. I thought, really, I said that? <laughs> I don't know why I said that to her. Um, but anyway, she had actually taken that to heart and she had put this Bible on a coffee table, taken all the other books away off the coffee table and put them in another shelf somewhere and just left this King James Bible sitting on the coffee table. So when she came in and found all this devastation, even her piano, you know, an upright piano, how heavy they were, that had been washed over on its side. And there sitting in the middle of all this devastation was the coffee table, right side up. <clears throat> and there was the Bible sitting on it without a drop of water. So she definitely knew that that wasn't just coincidence. <laughs> um, and as we've just heard, we don't know how or when or why God will answer prayer. And I'd hope that, well, she has actually started reading it, but I would have loved to have had Bible studies with her, but that hasn't happened yet. Um, but I know that we're to persevere in prayer and God does things in his own time. And maybe you can pray for Stella um, and there might be a sequel to the story, One Prayer Camp. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you.